0: Welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Please like and subscribe below. Today, I'm joined by AVFC London Lions member and lifelong Aston Villa fan, Adam Tynan. Good to have you back on the show, Adam. Cheers, Frankie. Thanks for having me,
1: mate. Uh, I'm aware that last time I was on, my internet connection was one of the worst in the Western Hemisphere. So I'm hoping to have improved on that. The the London Lions lads dug me out on it just afterwards. So I'm I'm (laughs) trying to be less Villa Perez and more Arsenal Perez this
0: time around in terms of speed. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Taking the ball over George Boateng and lobbing Peter Schmeichel. That's why I remember Robert Pirès doing two Villa, not four Villa. Um, that's what we want your internet to be. So, um, so Adam is a man who does his research on players. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of Villa's young players who went on loan last season and whether they could fit into Unai Emery's team next season. Uh, Adam. We'll have some tips on players he'd also like Villa to maybe take a look at during the transfer window. So a few interesting things coming up, hopefully. Uh Adam, first off, I guess the player we all know who's done well twice on loan now uh, is Cameron Archer. Fascinating summer coming up for him, you'd think. Potentially an interesting season too. What do you make of Archer?
1: Yeah, you, you can't argue. It's been an incredible season for him. I think even though we've all praised his season. A lot of pundits have praised his season. If you dig into the stats, it's probably even better than people realise. Um, best performer in the entire championship for goals and assists per 90. Um, when you consider players like Guillaume being linked with £25 million moves up to the Premiership and he's outperforming them with the minutes he's got. Really just, just an incredible season uh, all round. Goals of all types as well. Left foot, right foot, headed, volleyed, the works. And in amongst that, I think Borough fans are saying he's got nuance to his game as well. Like not an awful playmaker or his movement is also good. Like I think he's got an all-roundness to his game that isn't just about finishing. Um, And when you consider it looked like a bust not that long ago at Solihull Mars, it's just been an incredible turnaround for him. Um, What can we do with him next season? Obviously, we're expecting it to be a busy one in terms of transfers this summer. I think a striker or certainly a forward is a must. We're linked with an awful lot of them. But then who aren't we being linked with, to be honest with you? (laughs) Um, For me, as of today, the obvious thing to do is bring him in. He's behind Watkins and Duran looks like the player that needs the loan more. Um, Mm -hmm. A sort of willing and hungry second string striker is a very hard thing to come across. Trying to find somebody that is willing to be back up to Watkins in the transfer market is a nigh-on impossible thing to do. And we've got one ready-made to go and selfishly on relatively cheap wages compared to what you might get if you go into the market with, e.g. £20 million. Pounds. So it's, it's hard to imagine a better fit, really, for someone to play second fiddle. Um and when you factor in I think that he's come through the academy Villa fans love that he'll be given a lot mm. more time and chance I think to prove himself sometimes it works the other way people have been calling for him to start games for years and he almost certainly hasn't been ready but I think he absolutely is ready now to at least have the minutes that Duran has had last year and I
0: think mm. we can definitely give him that
1: with Europa League football on the horizon
0: yeah it's um it's He's done exactly what he needed to do, I think, in that Middlesbrough loan. You know, he did well at Preston. I think it was seven goals in 20. Middlesbrough, 20 games, 11 goals, six assists. Best production and right, I think, as you said, uh, per 90 minutes. And I think what I think Emery would have been hoping for is, that all right, if he's not going to get much game time, if he goes on loan, let's see if he can improve on what he did at Preston. And it kind of looks like he did in a in a middles team that came you know close to promotion and were one of the better teams in the championship in the latter half of the season. Um, I just think with Archer, like uh, obviously we ca- we can simply cannot judge the guy until he plays more regularly in the Premier League, and I it, it's one of them where you sort of because he's a Villa boy, we all just really really want him to be the man, don't we? Like and you know do what do what he, we hope he could do, but. Um, I mean, do you, do you think there's any scenario in which Villa do sell him? And if they did, what kind of a fee do you think you'd be happy to see Villa go for?
1: I think that I think there is a scenario where we do that. It's probably worth saying he's contracted to June 27, so not like a decent length of contract on him. Uh, I think, like I said, with what Diocarez is being linked out and what we've seen recently, you don't get a, and I, I don't hesitate to call him this based on last season, a top championship striker for less than that sort of money. Um If I'm another manager in the bottom half of the Premiership, do I do I want to spend 20 million on Archer? I don't know. I don't think he's done it enough for long enough. So I'd be surprised if a bid like that came in. But I could see Emery, etc. being tempted by a bid of that sort of value if, for whatever reason, the professor doesn't think he quite fits the system. He's not... Like for like Ollie Watkins, they are quite different players. Um, and maybe is he more Ings like than he is Watkins like? And Ings wasn't the right fit for Emory, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that could see that happening. Obviously, the alternative is a, is a more high profile loan. Um, could you convince a lower half prem table uh, team to take him on a loan or, or somewhere abroad? I don't know. Um, it feels to me like really staying and having like i say the duran minutes mm. is the most obvious fit yeah but whether he's the professor's fit i don't know and i think as you've said a lot on this uh podcast we all trusted unai if unai says that archers doesn't fit for me and we've got 20 million in there'll be a lot of us that are sad to see him go because he showed a lot of promise but um well
0: We'll follow. We'll follow the prof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, my faith in Professor Unai is extremely... He could tell me the earth is flat and I would believe it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, there's a couple of occasions I have seen Cameron Archer get the ball deep and run forward and link up quite nicely. Um, so that is a facet to his game that he has. So, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see next season, you know, if he does stay at Villa... Uh, and maybe even in the you know the U.S. trip, I assume he'll feature during that you know against other Premier League teams, whether he plays maybe in sort of the Buendia role as a second striker, something like that, just to just to I don't know see whether he can play off Watkins. And um, I mean I mean at the end of the day, like you know his production right in the championship has been very very good now uh, for Middlesbrough. Uh, it, it shows it wasn't just a flash in the pan what happened at Preston. The potentially had there he has got better. Um, so I think if you were to stick around at Villa, it's not a bad backup for Watkins, is it, really? And at the moment, we don't have, you know, Yonderan's not ready yet, is he, to do that, so... No, very, very sure. And if there's one thing we know, Uno wants options, right? It isn't
1: necessarily about having a direct replacement for Watkins, having somebody Mm -hmm. that can do something. Like I said before, the difference to Ings is... Ings doesn't want to be a second fiddle anywhere, right? And neither would anybody that you went and tried to spend that £20 million on likely want to do that either. Mm -hmm. Whereas a young, hungry player really wants to do it at Villa on low wages
0: feels like a perfect fit to do that. Yeah, totally. Um, So, yeah, I think with Archer, I think I'm coming down on the idea he stays, if I had to guess. Uh, Do you think he's going to stay?
1: Yeah, I think you will. I think the uh, I realised I said Europa League earlier, but the extra conference league games. Europa League is next year. Yeah, uh, the Conference League games will um provide more than enough opportunity to have another striker plus Archer come in. Yeah. Uh, and give them a game.
0: I didn't know when in the Premier League got you in the Europa League, because that's what Villa's gonna be doing next season, isn't it? So uh, I've got Selhurst part ready. Last game of the season next year. <laughs> Tears in my eyes as they see John McGinn lift that trophy, <laughs> um, but uh, but look, there's another. There is another Middlesbrough player, uh, or another player that was on loan at Middlesbrough from Aston Villa, that is Jacob Ramsey's younger brother, Aaron Ramsey. Now he had two decent loan spells last season, Norwich City to start off with with Dean Smith, then he went on to uh, Middlesbrough and he got he played 29 games the championship, eight goals, four assists, five and eleven at Middlesbrough. That ain't a bad record, is it?
1: Not at all. And when you consider the sort of stop-start nature of, of that, changing teams, in both teams, I think he was a little bit in and out of the side. He's played some different roles across the, those two teams as well. Um, and to sort of... He's come in and out of the team as well, more than Archer did, I think, at Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Um, so to still notch pretty solid numbers is, is, is very impressive. Um Goal contributions, like you say, across the board, um, and considering it's a very advanced role um, in quite technical teams both times, um, this sort of accurate passing is very very good. Um, so, certainly
0: a B plus if not an A on his on his report card for the year. Mm. And if you, if he you were to you know stick around at Villa next season, what sort of position do you think he fits into in a in Emery's team?
1: I think he's a good fit, as are are a lot of the youngsters, to be honest with with Unai Emery's style of play, because he's one of those attacking, one of those forwards that's neither, I don't think, out and out, number 10, nor winger. He's one of those forward players that sort of plays in the half spaces, which are quite important to to what Emery does and what arguably, and I'm not saying Ramsey will improve on this next season, I think it's a bit early for that, but uh, where Buendia and Coutinho have struggled a little bit and other people that have tried to play that role have struggled a little bit Um, I think he fits straight into that, he's a sort of creative wide attacking midfielder I would call it Um, so definitely a natural for that like I say I think it is there'll be another signing in the sort of Bailey position Uh, I'm linked with a lot of sort of I've said it before I'd love uh, Pedro Consalves to come in that's the That's that's where I want to spend the, the 40 50 million and that's where I think Ramsey slots in. <laughs> so he's a, he's a way off where I want our first eleven to be or even probably the backup for next season. I see, hopefully, Buendia and or Coutinho um, being the backup to somebody new coming in there. Um, but done everything asked of him at 20 years old last season, like mm. I say, in court. In- trying circumstances in terms of a Norwich team that was all over the place, started strongly, finished badly. Mm. Uh, and then Borrow the where he was a little bit in and out because ACPOM is, was on fire in a, in a similar sort of role. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? You know, I remember back uh, when we were in the Europa League, um, all the way back in 2008-09, like and I remember Barry Bannon and Mark Albrighton both playing quite a bit in those games, and I think... I feel like they both worked together to get a good goal as well. I remember, and I remember coming away from that going, like, all oh, Brighton is the next Xavi, Barry Bannon is the new Iniesta, you know, uh, totally reasonable outlooks. But they went on and had very, very good careers, didn't they? Not necessarily with Aston Villa, but still went on and had great careers. So a few of these players might not necessarily stick around at Villa, but end up having good careers anyway. But Aaron Ramsey is an interesting one because, um, again, I haven't watched a huge amount of him. But I do wonder if last season was made, do you reckon that could be, you know, when Cameron Archer went to Preston then had another loan the season after, whether Ramsey maybe has a similar thing this season. He has pre-season with Villa, maybe sticks around for a little bit, depending on who we sign. Uh, and But if there is a space on the bench for him, then we might see him get some minutes and then eventually it's decided, let's stick him on loan again for another half a season, let him develop further. Because he's very young, he's near 20.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's one that comes down to whether summer goes the way we want it to in terms of transfers. I think you'll probably see him in the early phases of pre-season play minutes. And then I'd imagine by the end of pre-season, less so as we solidify the first 11 and and, and beyond. Um, It feels like, whereas, it's funny because obviously they're playing at the same side and probably have a similar number of appearances, if not minutes, Archer and Ramsey, I mean. Ramsey is not a starting number ten for a top six championship side just yet. I think he probably does need to do it one more time. I don't mm. see bids coming in for him from the lower half of the Prem in the way they might for Archer just yet. Yeah. Um which is difficult because as we both said he he absolutely did all that could be asked of him really last season but I think one more one more loan is more than likely.
0: Yeah, that's a, a kind of where I veer to, and I think I guess with the All Brighton Bannon reference, it was like I wonder if any of these players might just have one of those moments in the in the Conference League, you know, where they step up and get a chance and actually do something, um, mm-hmm. you know, away. But uh, so that that's that's two of the key sort of I'd say loan players, but there's been a couple of other big ones in the Championship as well. A want a player who's actually featured for us in the Premier League, uh, like Cameron Arch has, was is, is Tim Arubanum. Uh, QPR last season a CDM um, thoughts on him
1: uh, Mixed I would say QPR were very erratic last season right three managers uh, not an easy place to be mm-hmm. bill obviously took him there bill was a big fan of him from his time at Villa as was Steven Gerrard handed him a contract extension again he's a Villa player till June 27 so a healthy contract mm-hmm. Um I would say he's dealt with that. If they've been erratic, so has Tim. Um, he's had games where I've heard QPR fans describe him as Eze-like. And if you talk to QPR fans about Eze, that is high press indeed. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I looked and there was a Burnley game where he played 70 minutes and didn't complete a single pass, which is almost impressive in a CDM role, not to at least bump one back to the centre-back. Um, but like I say, flashes of really good stuff, um, but in an erratic backdrop. You say CDM, I think definitely played his best football last year in that position, but has been used in different formations across those three different managers. So no sort of sort of continuation in terms of having a single role. Um, so hard to mark him down too harshly, but in that area of the pitch, you want consistency and you want sort of security. Um, And if you compare him to Villa DM and Loney in the same league, Nakamba, less completed passes per 90 and at a worse percentage than Nakamba completion, which is what we were all very critical of Nakamba <laughs> for as a player, that tells you somebody's not quite ready. Um, So it feels like we're still seeing both how bad and how good he could be in the same month period. Mm. Um, An interesting one, because I think talking about Emery and how he plays, again, compared to Nakamura, he offers a lot more in terms of ball carrying, taking players on. He's a much more interesting centre midfield prospect, and especially in a midfield three, where you want a, a stopper, a passer, and a carrier, he probably fits into more of the Ramsey role than the Kamala role, I would say, which is perhaps not where we thought he might be a year ago. Mm. Um, Emery's system feels like it designates three centre midfielders quite different roles. Mm. And I would say, as of his best moments for QPR last season, they were more Ramsey-like. Right, uh, But yeah, needs needs more game time in a... Steady side with a fixed manager and a fixed way of working to really be judged, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's been a tough season at QPR, hasn't it? Just because you know they started very, very well, and then you know the, the Michael Bills of Walls rumors crept up, and then there was a sort of uncertainty around that. And then very shortly after, he goes to Rangers, um, and then he gets a new, another Aston Villa assistant manager, and Critchley came in, I believe, to QPR. I'm not completely mm-hmm. making that up in my head. Um, and, and they really struggled didn't they um keep out a really torrid time of it in the second half of the season so it's i think you're right i think if he's able able to find maybe alone a bit like middlesbrough where the team is on the up and obviously it's a good environment therefore to be in um where you know just a you're, you're in a positive environment to learn essentially um that could be better but i guess you know 32 games in the championship it's it is still pretty impressive, isn't it, for a player of his age to sort of achieve that in central midfield as well?
1: Yeah, so yeah. for a 19-year-old to play central defensive midfield and get that many appearances across three managers as well. Uh, three managers picked him, like I say, not consistently, but in and out for 39 appearances, which is big numbers. Um, mm. I don't think it's a coincidence that he was probably at his best under Beal, who knew him, had a very set system and knew exactly how he'd fit into it. Hmm. and from then on it was a little bit more erratic so yeah I think um, as with all of these loan deals it's all about finding the right place to nurture the talent you think you've got and uh, Archer that's worked superbly Ramsey when the signs were there that Norwich weren't going to treat him quite the way we wanted I think in fact they might have even sent him back blessing in disguise for us to get him somewhere else that did want him to play the right way Um, for Tim next year I think it's can we find somewhere that will play him how we see him mm-hmm. developing uh, consistently.
0: yeah and that's it you know he's had a good start to his career in the sense he's already managed to feature in the premier league and had a lot of game time in the championship already and so um you know that's a positive sign hopefully for his future i guess the one big thing is that villa you know about for the last million years it feels like villa's central midfield has been like something we've all seen as a weak spot But since Emery came in, it's felt like it's been like a night and day, hasn't it? Jekyll and Hyde, like suddenly, centre midfield, we look like we've got just an array of absolutely quality players, don't we? So it's a very, that's a tough part of the pitch, I think, to break into Villa's team now, I think.
1: A hundred percent. And even after Tielemans, the rumours aren't going away that there might be one more as well, which would have us, like you say, really stacked in those positions. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think... Minutes in that part of the
0: pitch, even with the extra games we'll have next year, seem like they're going to be hard to come by, yeah, for sure. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 if I was to guess, I'd say another loan there, uh, hopefully, on a team that's a bit more settled than what QPR were. Um, but another again, like God, Aston Villa, just the, the loan army, pretty much, aren't we? It's, it's another one on loan, uh, high profile. He's also featured in the Premier League a couple of times. Jaden Philogene Bidas. Uh, he was on at Cardiff City last season. Uh, probably plays in a position where you'd say we need a bit more depth, you know, him and Leon Bailey, you can imagine competing. But um, what have you made of uh, Philogene uh and his time at Cardiff?
1: Probably like you would say of a lot of wingers, and possibly like you might say of Bailey himself, uh, glimpses of what they can do but no consistency, which is a really, really hard thing to, to get from a winger, right? It's, it's, uh, you can count on one hand the number of world-wide men that are consistently taking players on, creating, uh, and they cost a pretty penny. Yeah. Um, Cardiff fans have said exactly that. Uh, he's been in and out of the team again, another player that's been um, mixed in sort of minutes, coming off the bench, starting the game here and there not just playing on the one side, left, right, and even through the middle on occasions for Cardiff. Um, four goals, one assist isn't fantastic, but seven goal-creating actions on top of that. Um, and I sp- the one bit of his game which we do seem to lack, even with Bailey, actually, is take-ons. And he was top 10% for take-ons in mm. what they call the next eight leagues on FB Ref, which is the next eight leagues outside of top five in Europe so taking on people and beating them two and a half times a game which is which is really good, that's really high, that's well above average and, and blows out of the water uh, certainly Bailey but even EG Harvey Barnes who people would love to see um, so that is not an easy thing to do and he does it frequently so fair play to him for that but nothing beyond glimpses of talent so far I would say for him
0: Mm, he's one of them players that you sort of think there's clearly something there with him. And I remember when he was uh, with Villa two or three years ago, I remember uh, lots of links to teams like Bayern Munich, PSG, Man United. So clearly within sort of the, the youth academy system, he was seen as a real hot prospect. And obviously that doesn't mean, you know, sometimes it means something. Sometimes these players don't quite live up to whatever it is that hype generated, that hype with him, I guess again, like you know, featured a fair amount. I think thirty-seven games, as just as you said, with Cardiff. So again, it's good that he's got a good number uh, of uh, appearances and experience from that. But he's one of them. You never know, do you? you sort of think, I wonder if any of these players that like, that, that you know, even stats wise wasn't quite as strong, whether you know, Emery sees something in them this summer and thinks, do you know what. I like this guy, actually, and think I could work on him as my project and maybe next season feature him in games and see what he can do. And uh, I don't know, I wonder if Villa Jimbedez could end up being somebody like that. But um, again, at the end, you know, considering that Villa are probably going to go quite hard on this transfer window and buy some decent players, you would think it's going to be hard for these players to break through. They're going to have to be really quality, aren't they, to break through next season, I think.
1: Absolutely and, and you'll see a lot and you can see every opinion under the sun if you go on too many Villa forums but uh, you will see a decent amount of it's a shame what happened to the FA Youth Cup winning team and we haven't been that successful with those players etc cetera, etc cetera, because I think the expectation is you create first team players whereas I think that ship has sort of sailed in terms of the whole model of the Premier League I think the chances of you producing what has to be really a £40 million player ready to go is really, really unlikely. And whilst it isn't as fun to watch as getting Jacob Bransy and Grealish into the first team the way they have done, nobody was um, complaining at Chelsea when they sold five players that hadn't be anywhere near their first team for the price of a Lukaku. It, it is unfortunate that, especially in forward areas, I would say, you're... You, Archers, your your Ramses, to come into a Villa side trying to be top six is really, really tough. And the fact mm. chances of you picking one of those up at fifteen is really, really slim. Um, mm. So I don't. I see this. I, I see Villa as one of the most successful academies in the country, and those players that we're talking about are the reason for that. Um, if you think about. The number of 21 20 year olds that came through our academy playing regularly in the championship could command a fee of not insignificant amounts um adding to that your 20 million pound carnies and i actually think that the, the academy is more than doing its job um the fact that we're saying one two three of these could play conference league football next season is a huge success
0: absolutely couldn't agree more and i think that's one of the major successes of um let's give credit you know to Perslow uh you know they're no longer CEO but he was there when the process was taken um a couple of years ago for Villa to really focus it on the academy and improve it and uh you mentioned Chelsea there like that's probably the model that we followed really wasn't it that a lot of these players might never feature for us or maybe just feature in one or two games here and there, but eventually they just get sold for you know even if it's just in today's money, Six million quid, which isn't a lot, or three million, or some of them might even be a carny at 20 million, 15 million. And then every now and again, you'll get a hundred million greenish once in a blue, yeah, once every two, three decades. But, uh, but it's those players that you know, the three, the five, the 10 millions. And so, you know, you look at players like that Ramsey, Archer, Aerobinum, Philogene, Bidets, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, some championship teams decide, right, well, I want to get a player like that, and maybe we'll spend three, four million on them. It's four million is just a that's you know it all sort of adds up over time, doesn't it? And I think the fact that these players have been featuring in the championship, as you mentioned, is a really good sign that 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 approach appears that we took with the you know focusing on the academy and improving it has actually started working now. Um, and eventually, one of them, you know, Ramsey came through. Aaron, Jacob Ramsey came through and starts in the Premier League now. But one or two of them over time will you know become regulars in uh, in the in the, premier, in the premier league I'm sure like you know there's, there's Caden Young who's featured a couple of times who knows maybe he'll do well it, it's it's extremely difficult to guess and it's extremely difficult to break through particularly into the premier league but you know um yeah I'm I'm very happy uh with how Villa have focused on the the U team essentially
1: Yeah, I I can't pretend to understand how FFP works. There's forensic accountants that don't know how FFP works. Turns out Man City might not know how FFP works. But what I do understand is that if you raise an academy player and sell them, that's pure profit on day one. It's no mistake that, take Man City for example, they pump a ton of money into their academy. They don't think they're going to have five academy players in the first team Mm. because. I'm saying that you have to be a £50 million player to get into our team. you have to be a £100 million player to get into theirs so you, McAtees who everyone at City is saying is better than Foden may never ever play 50 games for City yeah. they won't see that as a failure he's had a great season at Sheffield United they won't see that as a failure if they bring in £20 million for him which they may well in the next couple of years um, even they need to balance the books and the academy seems to be like I say there's no romance in that the romance is in Jacob Ramsey, um, who transfer market says is a 43 million euro player as of today. So don't get me wrong, it's romantic and financial. (laughs) As fans, we want to see them play, as do the City fans. They all want to see McAtee come back and play. He's got to get Grealish out of that side to do that. So
0: don't see it happening. But good, yeah, good luck with that. All Villa, No Filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You know, there's, there are other players in but we thought we'd focus mainly kind of on the championship players because they're most likely to jump into the Premier League. But there are other players, you know, Finn Azaz has done well at Plymouth. And again, that's another player that you think maybe could be a leading player in the championship. I think he's shown enough in League One to show he could jump up to the championship and probably be a, a good player there as well. Yeah. Um, and then Lamar Bogar was on loan at Bristol Rovers. Kane Kessler-Hayden had a difficult... He had a brilliant two loans at Swindon and MK Dons the season before. Huddersfield, it just didn't work. And it's a similar problem that I think Robinham found in the second half of the season at QPR. It just wasn't the right environment for him. But uh, I, I rate Kessler-Hayden as well. He's somebody I really thought could actually kick on and do something. And hopefully, you know, another loan and it might work out for him again. Um, but we're going to talk about sort of also like the lone players that are better known to Villa fans as well. So the Morgan Sansons of the world, marvellous Nakamba, Wesley. Uh, what do you think Villa do with these guys now? I think for
1: for different reasons across the board, but for all of them, the race is run. I think um, Davis and Courtney Horse. Served us at times, did their absolute best, but kind of we've sort of moved a level beyond that. I don't see a lot of money coming in for them either. Davis has got one year left on his contract, I believe. Horse two. Um, horrible injuries the last couple of years, but I think they're done. I think you could add Wesley to that list. Uh we will always debate until we till our dying day across a pint, whether it's all uh, that injury's fault or whether he was always a cart horse. But <laughs> ever since that, well, he shined for about 45 minutes, right? And we all thought, here we go. <laughs> uh, but he always seemed an awkward mover. yeah, uh, And he always seemed a slightly odd fit. And unfortunately, if it wasn't the reason, it certainly put pay to it. That injury was a, was a shocker and he just... Think we have to write that money off as well. Mm. Sanson and Nakamba, quite different, I would say. Sanson, you'd still find people arguing that he hasn't quite had the chance and he, and he showed glimpses in the Villa first team, but he's been through enough managers, I think, now that haven't fancied him for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him competing with the guys we've got. And like I say, there's talk of even one more midfielder coming in. He's performed pretty well in, in, in League 1. I see it likely that an offer comes in for him there. I don't think we're talking big money. I think we're talking a lot less than we paid for him. But um, I think a shame for both parties really didn't work out. I don't think you can criticise Sanson as being a, a bad player, really. I just don't think it's, it's ever quite worked out for him with any manager that he's had. Um, and it, sometimes it's just a question of timing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, of the players you mentioned, Nakamba, I think we've all got a bit of a soft spot for him, haven't we? Yeah, because I do. He, what he does, he does fantastically well, and he, and he does it with a big grin on his face. Uh, but what he can't do, he really can't do. Uh, and he didn't disprove that last season in the Championship. He was top 2% for tackles, but bottom 10 for passes attempted. <laughs> so uh, he's been in the ball. Giving it somebody else, and he's letting everything else happen around him. Which, for albeit Luton, amazing got up to the championship, not the most progressive of sides, and even and didn't manage to sort of do much with the ball even there. So moves on, hopefully to Luton. I think they'd like to have him. I'd love for him to have a great season there, except against the Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for your service. Like I say, he's one of those players that I think will go down as a bit of a semi-ironic cult figure with um the occasional villa pub quiz kind of appearance every now and again I'd
0: imagine. Yeah, I think so. I it I, I sort of wonder with the camera whether it'd be like what happened with Keener Davis and Nottingham Forest. Like Forest went up and you assumed they'd try and sign Davis because he was a very integral player for them in that promotion run. Uh, and it's the same with Luzon. Like, Nkambu's clearly been a very important player for them. But I'm sort, of, I'm sort of wondering, like, the fact they haven't already signed him makes me wonder, uh, are they assessing their options and seeing if they can get something that might be better? Um, but I guess he's got Premier League experience. So, I mean, that, that wouldn't hurt uh, for him to... Uh... Yeah, it's
1: true. I don't I don't know enough about Luzon to say what their budget's going to be like for the season, but I even just pure guesswork would say it's very unlikely to be Nottingham Forest-like. Uh, <laughs> we were asked for more money than I think was sensible for Davis. Nakamba, one year left on his contract, 29 years old, transfer market rating of 4 million euros. I think anything we can get here. I, I don't see us being hard negotiators over this one because I yeah. just don't think there's much to it really. Um, but you you never know like i say Luton's budget 4 million might stretch that it may well for an integral player i don't know We don't know enough about them uh to really comment but like i say i hope for all parties really that, that it gets done
0: Look, get me look i i read uh, greg evans's piece on uh, christian Perslow, the long read on him and apparently Perslow was at a dinner party where where he met todd bowley and told him you know the Chukwuemeka deal was done 20 million so what i'm saying is Invite me to a dinner party with uh, with Todd Bowley, uh, and I will convince him that Marvelous Nicambra is the CDM he needs now that Kante's gone. Uh, 40 million, you're in the past, and we need you at dinner with Mohammed bin Salman. That's where we
1: need you to be at dinner. Yeah, Todd yeah. Is more these days. There's, there's better places to sell your players these days.
0: Yeah, the, the Saudi league coming in with an insane hundred million pound bid for uh, Mikambra and Morgan Sanson. I'd take it. Uh, but yeah, it's I, yeah, and I, but I think with Sanson, uh, yeah, it's, I think you're right. I think timing. Obviously, there's a ta- there's a talent in there, and he was very good at Marseille. I think just manager wise, maybe the the style of play at Villa really just didn't ever suit his strengths. Um, but in that position, the sense of midfield now we're very strong. So I just don't see Sanson coming back now. And again, I, French league outside of PSG, I'm not sure anyone's spending big money. So you know, I think we spent fifteen million on him. I'd be surprised if we got even half that now. Um, And yeah, same with Nakamba. But again, every little helps. So hopefully, there's some transfer fees we can acquire Um, now. So that's kind of like the the loans that we've uh, we've covered there, and some of the youth players as well. Now, I mentioned earlier that you like to keep a player um, or keep an eye on uh, players that are outside of Aston Villa. So uh, I'm seeing. Uh, if there are any players you think could add something to Villa, you've told me there's about there's some player called Kylian Mbappe who's supposed to be an up-and-coming talent. Do you think he could bring can something to Villa? Keep an eye on him. Eye on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no. So, so yeah. Uh, who, uh, who, who are your tips then, Adam? I'm intrigued to hear these. So you you say that I keep an eye on people. It's I just want to be
1: absolutely clear that I've never seen any of them play live in my life, except for one actually, the last one. I'll keep until last, and I've seen him very up close. Uh, so I'll keep that to the end. Okay. This is very much based on, and this is a, this is as sad as it gets. I love a spreadsheet. I love data, and I love FIFA Ultimate Team. So it's, there's a lot of my scouting that comes from essentially those two places, <laughs> and then I'll go and look at the highlights reel um so before anybody comes to me who uh actually knows about this stuff and tells me how rubbish any of these are i i know the flaws in my system so leave me alone <laughs> Uh the one, all three i said to you would be players i don't think we've been linked with that's borderline impossible because of the volume of players we have been linked with yeah and the first one i've seen that we've been linked with but i want you to be my witness i told you his name before that link had happened and i think he's uh interesting uh anyway, so I'm going, to, I'm going to go with him, and that's uh, Long's centre-back, Fecundo Medina. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of chat about it nearly being done, as it is always with these players with Pau Torres. Um, it's, it's over the line, it's done, here we go. Not quite, here we go, that's the one we all wait for, isn't it? But uh, That, that Pau Torres is, is kind of there or thereabouts. I see him as a sort of alternative to that. I think it I've, I can't remember the guest of yours that you had on that sort of talked about their worries about Pau Torres. Am I right? Oh, well, yeah.
0: Sam S- Tye, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that he's um, not the most combative, that that he's perhaps a little bit weak for a Premier League centre-back. But the, the reason I think that we're linked with him and the reason people are excited about him, both at Villa and I think other clubs above us, uh, is his sort of ball-playing creative qualities, which is mm-hmm. not something We've expected from centre backs in the Premier League for that long, really. Um, but he is this is Medina, the best in Europe's top five leagues for progressive passes and carries, top five percent for defenders in those leagues for shot creating actions and assists. Um, but compared to Torres, is just a lot more aggressive, um, more sort of uh, a little bit taller than him, but more Martinez like at Man United, a bit of a bit of a butcher. Um, the downsides to him, I would say, are that he's predominantly played in a back three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see that happening much for us, but Emery does like to have the option to have a locked down, defensive minded fullback at times. So, could he be a left back in alternative to Moreno? links with Dini moving on maybe you'll fit in there but if we are looking to control a game a little bit like how we used Diego Carlos against Wolves when we were chasing it and we wanted that little bit more creativity on the ball than what sort of Contra and Mings offer mm. Facundo Medina is, is the ultimate creative centre-back in Europe in this past year um, we'll see whether he can stand up to the sort of defensive capabilities required of him but like we're all saying about Tielemans, I think there'll be games where players are suited and games where they aren't, and we get used to under Emery having a bit of bit of rotation. And I, I for one, wouldn't mind seeing how Fecundo Medina could get on uh, in Emery's Villa.
0: Okay, so Fecundo, uh, Fecundo Medina, that's that's one of them down. Uh, he's not a player that I've seen myself, so uh, it's interesting to learn that. I'll be straight to YouTube after this uh, to... uh yeah,
1: all of us who fell for Nicholas Helenius's YouTube videos, yeah. all over this one as well. Let me tell you, as you will with all of these players. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've fallen for a few things on YouTube before, but uh, but uh, players-wise, that is <laughs> right. And uh, so, um, so yeah, two two more players. So who else have you got on your in your mind that you think you'd like to see Villa limp with?
1: So aware that we need a sort of a wide forward to replace edge-out, Bailey, onto the bench, I would say, and, and a sort of half-space centre-attacker midfielder, like we were talking about for Coutinho, Buendia and Ramsey. The first one is the wide player. Uh, I've gone with Jeremy Doku, who I think will be known to people and Villa fans because of some sterling... Sterling, that makes it sound like he was brilliant for 90 minutes. Some glimpses of brilliance for Belgium. Yeah, um, And performances and um sort of talents that saw him linked with quite big clubs as long as two years ago he's only 21 so when he was 19 being linked with the likes of Liverpool as a Sadio Mane kind of protege um again going back to my beloved stats top for progressive carries, successful take-ons, touches in the opposition penalty area across Europe's top five leagues from Rennes last season in the French League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what people remember when they saw him for Belgium was a little bit like um, when Adara Traore first started doing it, when maybe Nyonto at Leeds has done it, just that sort of electric bit of acceleration and trickery to go just past somebody like they're not there, which is one of those things that football fans just bloody love, don't they? Just that little bit of excitement where somebody gets beaten like they're not there. Mm. Um, I would say he's capable across the front line. So he plays left and right wing. Um, happy to play both, seems to play both relatively equally. The downsides with him, and there has to be some because he's in my unlinked list and nobody else is after him, uh, is a little bit injury prone. Um, misses a reasonable amount of games a year. And I think possibly what put Liverpool off is I've seen him described as a player that needs an arm around the shoulder, mm-hmm. needs a bit of managing, can be a little bit temperamental, um, but which brilliant footballers don't. So that's 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 my suggestion. Uh, Eighteen million euros on transfer market um, could well be Bailey Mark II, as I think all <laughs> exciting wing players could be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another one I'd be interested to see at the villa without guaranteeing any level of success if I was a scout put it this way I wouldn't be taking any of my fee on performance basis I'd be wanting it up front
0: yeah right I doku interesting one. like you said you know every time I've seen him play a feature for Belgium tends to come on the pitch and I'm always like well who's this guy he's he's good why why, why is he not um I don't know why is it why is he not more regularly linked with the uh, other top Teams, really. I think I, I don't know whether it, I don't know. I I, I I guess I'd need to watch more of him at Wren, but uh every time I have seen him, I've always thought there's a there's a definitely a talent there. Um and so he yeah,
1: be- doesn't have the numbers in terms of goals and assists, he doesn't seem to like a shot, uh right. but neither did early Coutinho. uh neither did early Jack Grealish. Hmm. Uh and like I say, doesn't get the assists. I would say Ren are particularly wasteful, <laughs> so he doesn't pop up the assist charts. I think I think he's raw. I think final product, Allah Adama Troyore, Alan Saint Maximan. I put him in that sort of ilk. Mm-hmm. Um, can you get consistency out of him? Can Can the professor put an arm around the shoulder, as I said, and, and turn him into a world beater? Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah that that's the thing you know professor U and i you know we've got the manager to bring the best out of any anybody you'd think so uh yeah uh Docu's a player that I've I'm fascinated you mentioning because we haven't we haven't discussed that and i'm uh, he's somebody that i've been thinking about for about a year and a bit now where i'm thinking i'm surprised i haven't seen him linked with the t- you know i don't know someone like an ac milan or a inter or mm-hmm. th- th- those sorts of teams because he's there's clearly something there um but yeah, uh, and then third and finally, who who is your next tip? So last but certainly not least, and he's gone in
1: as, as a an excuse to tell a, a personal story, but also because I think he's brilliant. And, I, and I'll, I think somebody, well, maybe he won't move, but I think he will show some glimpses in the Premier League next season regardless, eh, because he's coming up with Sheffield United. And that is Illaman Indai, um, a super creative forward player arguably 10 or even supporting striker type but drifts left and right dare i say Grealish like in the sense of that without what we're talking about with jeremy Doku and players like that where they like have electric plays and go past people it's more of that close control ball very close to the body Mm -hmm. jinx fates little passes give and goes that sort of footballer which i think is my favourite sort of footballer. And like I say, with Grealish in the not too distant rearview mirror, Villa's favourite sort of footballer. Um, I think he's got the bit of that about him, sort of bit of strength, bit of dribbling, flair, all of it very under pressure, probably one of the best performers in the championship last season for taking the ball under pressure again. Sorry to keep saying his name, but you know who I'm talking about um, from two years ago at Villa. Um yeah. Yeah, I think he would just be a really exciting player to watch. Um, and I can tell you that when I say I have, haven't watched a lot of these guys, I can't say I've watched loads of Willem and Die, but I did play 90 minutes against him mm. in my last 90 minutes as a Sunday League footballer. Um, he was caught between contracts from his French academy and I believe Crystal Palace, where he never quite managed to move. And in order to keep his fitness, he signed up via Gumtree to our opposition uh, and I'm talking, I'm 34, or 5 at the time, and he's 18. Uh, and he was just ridiculous, just utterly ridiculous what he could do with the football. Really? Um, but I can't remember if I've talked to you about this before, but what really stood out to me, we've all played with Sunday League heroes, young guys with all the skills that just never do the right thing at the right time, despite being levels above everybody else on that pitch. He played the pass when the pass was right. He looked for the give and go, even though he knew the return probably wasn't going to be favorable. Um, he just tried to work as a really good teammate whilst also scoring a hat-trick. Um <laughs> yeah, thought, thought I was and afterwards, lovely, friendly, chatted to us, just a really nice bloke, and uh knew he was good. In some ways, his success and if he can go to Villa and perform at the very top level it will make me feel like I wasn't that bad a player at 35, even though i almost certainly was. <laughs> uh, and I can, I can say Illumin and Dai spared me uh, mm. that day. At oh. half-time, we were told by captain, why don't we just kick him? And I honestly couldn't get close enough to kick him. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed watching him come up through Sheffield United and at the World Cup at Senegal as well. Just amazing, considering he was on Hackney Marshes not that long ago.
0: That is unbelievable. So you, he literally, you were playing a Sunday League game, Hatney Marshes, and lower Sunday League. I'm
1: not talking top level Sunday League. I'm talking pretty poor. Yeah, average age of a team over thirty for sure.
0: Yeah. Wow. And enjoy uh, just turned up through Gumtree and played. Uh, guys,
1: yeah, the team playing against is very similar to us. They always we always normally had a good game. Just two two teams of 11, 30 year olds. Like I say, it was our last last game as a as a team because. People moved out of London. People became fathers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, winding down, and so much so that they were short of players. And a Gumtree advert later, Illuminin Dai dies the ringer, hmm. Um and you, you, you tempted to complain to the league, but I couldn't couldn't complain. Watching Illuminin die, yeah, twist and turn around us that day it was great.
0: God it's extraordinary isn't it when
1: drew uh, went uh, drew 4 all so he didn't take all three points and I haven't, that's I would like to get that on the record.
0: Oh, you drew, to you? Oh, right. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I think he took his foot off the gas. They were 4 and all up at half time and we drew 4 all so.
0: Right. just so, like so that Newcastle come back against Arsenal. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's 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 a brilliant story. I love that. Um and sometimes you just know don't you and, uh, exactly right you play occasionally in life you've played against someone who's absolutely unbelievable. And just gonna do the right thing. So it's, it's pretty okay. amazing to hear that you know somebody who has all that talent and was that young at the time. I guess what you said, nineteen, and to be able to make the right decision at the right times. It's and that what a lovely story to you know. Go from those Hackney Marsh, Sunday League, to now being a real star player for Sheffield United in their promotion What's running got-
1: last mm. season in very impressive Sheffield United side. Still only twenty two, so um, really interested to see what he does. Probably, I think for Sheffield United because I think they'll fight tooth and nail to keep him. Although I think his current contract situation is June next year, so don't know. Depends whether he will be willing to sign on or mm. we'll see. Yeah. But he'll right. be in the season, uh, well, during
0: way. that that Gumtree game, you should have tapped him up. That's so what you should have done. Just said, "Oh my, that, yeah, is, is this a club, club up in?" Uh... <laughs>
1: Offered to be his agent. I saw my life going a very different way that day. I tried to hitch my cart to a and die, but he wasn't having any of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I am looking at his youth career, which is fascinating. It's Rouen, then to Marseille, then to Dakar Sacre Coeur, and then from there to Boreham Wood, then on to so, a team called Rising the- Ballers.
1: Yeah. So I think when the Crystal Palace thing didn't work is when he ended up at Boreham Wood. So we were... I think, weeks from him joining Boreham Wood when he played against us. Rising Borders is an interesting... Have you ever come across it? It's no. uh, I follow, follow them on Instagram. They're probably doing them a disservice to call them a sort of last... like an equivalent of Last Chance You uh, from mm. Netflix if you've watched American football, but a place for people with clear talent, but lacking maybe the structure the organisation, a team to sort of nurture their talents, turned it into a sort of YouTube... Instagram channel and they, they seem to have had a decent amount of success in putting players into the system a sort of um, democratic academy system I would call it mm-hmm. an academy by the people for the people and Illumin and die, did a couple of seasons there I think uh, before being picked yeah amazing
0: amazing story yeah that's a lovely story and uh, yeah who knows maybe maybe is well if he stays around at Sheffield United plays in the Premier League he'll almost certainly be featuring at Villa Park so that's lovely. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so, so Adam, they, they were your three tips. Uh, I expect now that all of the ITK in the no accounts will be tweeting that they've uh, heard rumours of uh, Jeremy Doku to Aston Villa. Uh, and Dai is uh, desperate for a move to Villa Park as well. Uh, yeah, uh, I can I can 100% see that happening. Um, so- as a
1: source, but then why would they need a source? I don't think like, they need a source, do they? Just someone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, so, so they, heard from some, they heard from someone's aunt down the pub or something. Um, but yeah, uh, so Adam, uh, like myself, you're part of the London Lions, we're both playing uh, the football teams with them as well. It's a social it's a you know, it's a way that Aston Villa fans gather in London, go watch games and all that, but also we play football. Uh, some weeks we win very nicely, and we're in the finals against AC Milan of the London Supporters League this Sunday, Saturday. Cannot wait. Uh, but other weeks as well, the score lines are not so flattering. But um, but uh, you know, uh, how would you say people should uh, get involved with the London Lions? How would you describe the experience of being part of it?
1: Oh, how would I describe the experience? Fantastic! It's uh, it's given me a real um, community, right? Basically, based around Aston Villa in London, and that's like you say, a team to play for, but also people to watch games with to uh just chat nonsense about villa to be honest with you sort of uh i'm gonna say less eloquent version of this but that's for other people to judge um (laughs) yeah in terms of getting involved um facebook's probably the first portal call um twitter we're also also on there i think you search um london lions south london lions uh, on both of those platforms you'll find us drop us a message um especially drop us a message if you're uh I was going to say, a talented footballer. We, die need not apply. We're, we're talking a much, much lower than that level of <laughs> that. Like, um, even if you've uh, long hung up your boots, like I should have done, uh, there's plenty of room for you at the London Lions. And if you just want to watch games with people in the pub in London, great for that. Uh, and equally, we get ticket allocation for, for most away games, assuming it's not. Uh, a tiny stadium like Luton or Bournemouth, we're, we're almost guaranteed tickets, which we raffle out to the members. So it can be very, very difficult to get away tickets without sacrificing your firstborn these days. Uh, but they are achievable via the London Lions. So do get involved, um, come and join us in whatever format suits you. We'd be pleased to have you.
0: Totally concur. It's been an absolutely brilliant experience. I've been part of the Lions now for maybe two years and it's just been a... It's sort of revitalised my time in London, really. It's given me a real... Um, just a buzz, you know, and it gives me like some structure, you know, and that I can look forward to playing football again with people who are quite like-minded instead of having to do, you know, this turn up to teams I don't really know anybody in and uh, just the social aspect of it as well. And people, you know, Villa fans come from everywhere and, you know, the Lions are from different parts of the UK and the world. But there's also a lot of like people from the Midlands area, like me and you, and so it's nice just being in London and also meeting people from you know back home essentially. So there's just there's a lot of reasons to, to join join, it. and uh, it's just a brilliant brilliant group of people really. And uh, so Adam, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it's been it's been great to chat to you again.